If we're being real, it's getting hot in here. Like this morning's number twos after those Carolina Reaper wings? I'm gonna try and ignore that. That's right, it's hot take, no, dang it. Let's go. It's hot take Tuesday. Let's go. All right, you gotta go, man. You's going first today. You need to spend some time doing the number twos? No, no I don't, but you gotta go first because that way threw me off. All right. Here's my hot take for the day. The NBA has way too many flops. And no, that is not a hot take. I hope everybody would agree with it. But here's my hot take. I think the NBA has at least one flop every single possession. I mean, I don't think we're quite there, but I know what you're saying. No, hear me out. I looked at the rules. The rules officially define a flop as any physical act that appears to have been intended to cause the referees to call a foul on another player. That doesn't mean flopping and falling to the ground. That means anytime you kick your leg out, anytime you move your arm a certain way, anytime you react a little bit, you flinch, you go to the ground on the layup trying to get a call, any of these things are considered a flop. And those happen every single play. All right, that's fair. Well, that wraps up my hot take. <laughs> Have at it, buddy. On side note, though, we got to stop with these flops, dude. People going to the ground all the time. Like, guess what? You flopping is just going to get yourself or somebody else injured. Stop flopping all the dang time, you freaking floppers. Freaking floppers are flopping again. It is quite annoying. And obviously, the super obvious flops where the guys are just flailing to the ground and flopping around like a dead fish on the floor even though nobody touched him those are the ones that people just laugh at but the flops that happen every single play where somebody's flinching and doing something trying to get a call those are so annoying it's like watching a bunch of crybabies every single possession and yeah second hot take nba players are acting like crybabies when they're flopping trying to get plays it's annoying toughen up play the game let's move on with it honestly i definitely agree one thing, I know that they started finding players for flopping. I think they need to get more into it. Anytime you do anything like that, just start finding them. Guess what? They like their paychecks more than they like winning, more than they like playing, because they don't even like playing anymore because they always load manage it. There's like eight hot takes in one. What's your next hot take? Let's go. <laughs> Find the players for flopping. If that means you give out 100 fines in one game, guess what? They gon' understand no more flopping is allowed. Stop the flopping. Get to the plane of the basketball game. That's it. Stop the flipping floppers because there's too many flipping flopping floppers in the flipping NBA that are flopping flagrantly. And stop smacking people in the head and doing low blows. Come on, get to playing basketball. No more flopping. No more extracurricular activities. Just get to playing basketball, please. Fair enough. All right, you're up. I'm glad you got as heated as I was for my hot take. Let's see if I can get as heated for your hot take. Coaching is underrated in the NBA. Underrated as in they're better than we think they are? No, no, they're generally worse than you think they are. Perfect, continue. <laughs> Look, good coaches are hard to find. We get that, right? But you need to find good coaches. I know people say that the NFL is where coaching makes the most difference. And I agree, that is one of the places where coaching makes the most difference. But it also is underrated when it comes to how good a team can do in the NBA. We talked about it with the Milwaukee Bucks and the Denver Nuggets recently. They don't have great coaches. And guess what? Because of that, that hampers their ability to win 
championships. Now, we're not saying having a good coach is going to make your team go from being the worst team in the league to winning the championship. No, you need good players. But when you get those good players, you need a good coach to be able to not only progress your players, but also make the changes in the playoffs when it matters so that you can combat the other team when they make their changes. People say that the NBA is a stars league and all you need is stars. No, you also need good coaching because without that, look at the Milwaukee Bucks. They're not even in the playoffs anymore because guess what? Their coach couldn't make a stinking change in the game plan. I think the mentality of it being a superstar league is what hurts this because superstars end up doing more coaching than the actual coach does, which is not a good thing. Look, you need the player to be able to coordinate the team on the court, but you also need the coach to be able to come up with different game plans. Because when you're in the game, you're not necessarily thinking of all the different things you need to do to combat the changes that the other team makes. And that's what the coach is there for. He needs to be able to know when to change up defenses, when to change up matchups, when to figure out new plays, when to feed the ball to somebody in the post. You need to know how to do those things. And a lot of these coaches don't. They just go and say, this is my game plan. We're not going to change it. Even if that means that we're going to lose because the game plan's not working. I think the best thing about coaches is how they're supposed to have an unbiased opinion about the game and make changes. When you start having superstars stepping in there and making these decisions, they're coming at it through a biased perspective. I mean, look at all the issues on teams where players want to be the number one guy, where they want to have the ball at the end of the game, where they want to get more shots in the game. If we let every single player just decide this, the team's going to collapse. It has to be reliant on a coach making these decisions. The coach is going to spend the most time watching game film, coming up with plays, talking with his colleagues so that they can have the best chance of winning. When you start getting superstars coming to the bench and saying, we need to do this because I see this on the court, it's usually out of a completely biased perspective and nine times out of 10, it's not gonna work. And the issue is when you go into the playoffs and you start saying, oh, this team's gonna do good or that team's gonna do good just based off of their roster and you never take into consideration coaching, that's an issue because again, the Nuggets aren't as good as they could be because the coach doesn't make the changes as quickly as he should be making them. Same thing with the Bucks. Coach doesn't make the changes, and guess what? That's why they're out of the playoffs early. Coaches have to come into consideration when you start talking about how good a team can do, and they rarely do. When's the last time you sat there and you heard people saying, oh, this team's going to win the NBA championship because they have great players and a good coach? Very rarely. I don't know if I've ever heard somebody be talking, especially recently, about the quality of coach that the team has. It's all about the players and what they're doing on the court. It has nothing to do with the plays being made or the coach behind the decision. But they also get a lot of the heat when the teams end up do losing. Yeah, that's pretty messed up. Well, I guess that's it for today. All right, well, that's it for today. Tons of hot takes, obviously. I mean, we started with two and ended up with probably like six or seven of them. But... We're just being real. Love us, hate us, it don't matter. Like I said, we're just being real.